Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there, getting ready for Detroit, is my main man, Reggie. Yes, sir. Is it, is, is it still Victory Monday? <laughs> Early in the season, absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, we can drag this out. You know, Monday's on usually a great day uh, from a work perspective, so... The fact that we can carry Victory Monday through midweek, uh, I'll take it, man. Nobody can tell me what to do. <laughs> Especially Cowboy fans, right? That's right. That's right. They got their <laughs> own problems right about now. Well, and, and that's a, the, the downside of me working from home most of the time is I don't get to go into the office on a day like this past Monday and, you know, brag on, on Washington and dog on on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> I did. I, I do go to the office. You you you, you carried that uh, carried that for us, right? I did. I did. I didn't get a lot of visitors though, so I had to kind of go seek them out. <laughs> Asking, you know, how can they want to talk about football? Are we excited? They just want to talk about fantasy. That's right. That's we, right. We can do that too. Go knock on their office door. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you get something. You get get something for me to sign or approval. Not. I need to talk. I need to talk about uh, football, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was, it was called uh, deflecting. Yes. You know, we want to talk about fantasy. <laughs> how my fantasy team did. You know what? They did fine. But let's talk about that Sunday night game <laughs> and that noon game. That's that's what I want to talk exactly. about. Exactly, exactly. But 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 all was good, man. All was good. Uh, you know, still feeling good about uh, the victory. You know, looking at uh, the national audience a little bit and a little bit on social media. You know, they they want to take the shine off off on um, that W. Right, and, right. Uh, but I'm not gonna let them do it. Right, right. I'm not gonna let them take my shine, Ken. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to take a couple more victories, um, solid victories, to to start turning some heads and, and letting the rest of the NFL know what we expect, what you and I expect from this team. Uh, to win or loss, win or lose, we expect this team to play significantly better and be competing week in, week out this year. Well, I know I do, Ken, because I predicted 10 wins. I did. I know. You didn't. I know. No, you're right. I, I predicted 10 wins. I, I, so I was a little on the low side. You, you were. So so Sunday was not a uh, was not a shocker for me, you know, but, but but I sent out a tweet. I don't know if you saw it, but I sent out a tweet. And I and because someone was talking about the the uh how we're not getting any respect. And I said, man, we gotta earn it. Right? We we haven't done Absolutely. anything in a long time. But people just automatically give us the respect. And we, I said, We gotta prove it. Is that what you're saying? We do have to prove it. Right? <laughs> Hashtag prove Hashtag it. Hashtag prove it. But but I went on to say in my in my tweet, I said, we could we could start out 4-0. But what people are gonna say, it was against the, the lowly Jags, it was against the lowly Lions, it was against a Dakless um cowboy team. And although we beat the Eagles, right? They'll find something. Right. They'll say, Well, we need to see you do it again. So right. we can start four and oh, and we still will not have the national respect because they're going to make excuses for the three of the four teams, and then we're going to need to see it again right. and beat other quality opponents before we finally get the respect. Well, let's get, let's get 4-0 and have that conversation. We can. Right? We can. Right? I think, I think we can. Um, but with that, with that looking forward, you know, we got the, the Detroit Lions coming up this weekend. Uh, kind of like, I mean, we're, we're playing back-to-back first and second picks in the draft this past year, correct? We are. So from from a team kind of getting a groove together, this ends up working out well. Uh, Detroit lost to the Eagles last week. Uh, for every, anybody who hasn't seen that game, go watch it. 
because those are the two teams we're playing next, right? Detroit and Philly. Correct. So you, you can see what they're doing well, what their weaknesses are that they're going to try and uh, tighten up before they play Washington. But uh, you know, Philly jumped out ahead, thought they had control, and, and Detroit came back and, and made it a game. Well, I didn't see the game. All right. Okay, so let me just start there. But I anticipated that Philly would kind of run away with the game, right? For being honest, and they were for a minute, and uh, and I think at some point they flashed a score um, on the screen, and I saw saw what was happening, and I immediately wanted to know what is going on. Like, I watch Hard Knocks. I wanted to play for Dan Campbell, right? Okay, but I didn't think that with all of the national talk about Philly. And all the things they did in the draft and the free agency, including myself, you know, I felt like they would be the, the, uh, the, the cream of the crop in our division anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought that this would be a fairly easy game for them. And right, here, right. here we find out, man, Detroit. Detroit gave them boys all they could handle. Yeah, and like I said, for those that didn't watch the game or haven't looked at Detroit at all, uh, there was one person in particular who – kept Detroit in the game. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Yep. Um, if, if you look at his numbers, he rushed 15 times for 144 yards, turned around and caught the ball three times out of the backfield for another 31 yards for a total of 175. That was basically half of their entire offense. Wow. Right? Wow. They, they, they were, they were uh, just, just over – over that, you know, half would have been 350. They were at 380 something. So, I mean, but for all, all practical purposes, he accounted for half of their offense. So, so where was uh, the giant Jordan Davis and uh, the freak linebacker Nicobe Dean? Where were those guys? That, that, those are the guys who sure up that. Chasing. <laughs> they were chasing him. Wow. Um, I, I know he busted out one for 50 yards. So, that always, you know, when you have a big run like that, that always helps pad your stats. But uh, but yeah, he was he was he was trouble for him. He was trouble. Uh, Goff didn't play a bad game, but nothing special. He was twenty one for thirty seven. That's less than I think it's less than sixty percent completion for only two hundred and fifteen yards. Right, very pedestrian quarterback play. He did throw two D, two TDs, but he also threw an interception. So. You know, that, that's, that's not a game when you see those numbers, especially from a quarterback perspective, you see 215, two TDs, one INT, you don't think of 30-plus points for that. You know, you think of 17 to 23 points. So who scored the other three touchdowns? Uh, Swift definitely caught uh, – well, he ran for one. Of course, he threw for two. Um, I'd have to go – Okay, okay. That's I, I think what, another one of the running backs, I think, uh, okay. plowed it in. All right, but, I'm um, just curious because, like I said, I haven't seen any 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 film, any tape. Didn't watch, rewatch the game. I didn't yeah. do anything like that. Uh, life kind of happens there, Ken. But uh, I understand. I understand. But uh, and if I'm being honest, I, you know, I was like, "It's Detroit," you know. But but sure, I will say sure. between the Jacksonville game and the Detroit game, of the two, this one concerned me the most of those two. If we were going to lose one of those games, this would be the game that I thought we might lose. And really? uh, okay. yeah, yeah, because uh, because I do think Detroit's got something a little bit special. Um, uh, and, and, w- and again, maybe I'm biased because I watched Hard Knocks. Man, right, Hard right, Knocks right. make you do that, right? Right. But uh, I saw what what they were putting together up there, and uh, the talent that they have, how hard that team plays. 
you know, when when we finish playing Detroit, we, our guys are gonna know they were they were just in a sixty minute dog fight because the right. boys the boys gonna bring it. And uh, so that was the game I was wondering because they're a physical team, and you know, not sure how physical our team would be, and some guys that they have in some key spots, right? Um, in terms of like the wide receiver, St. Brown, Goff seems to be able to do just enough offensively to help them, and then of course DeAndre Swift. And even his backup um, is is really good. And then you throw in the fact they got a pretty good offensive line. They certainly got some good players on the defensive side, right, right. their corners, their line. So, yeah, there were some things about this, this Detroit team that concerned me, and especially not knowing what our team would look like. Right. Now, I feel a little bit different now. But yeah. but I'm still concerned about it. And, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm the opposite, right? Really? To, to be fair, I didn't watch Hard Knocks. Uh, I have I, I've seen a moment or two, but I have not watched Hard Knocks this season. Um, when I when I see the changes that the Jaguars did, uh, they they went out and got, um, you know, legitimate what we think are going to be legitimate uh, first round picks in Trayvon Walker and, and uh, Devin Lloyd. Uh, they went out, you know, with the wide receivers and, and picked up uh, a couple wide receivers, right. and and they picked up some some, some talented, very skilled players. Um, not that Detroit didn't, you know, they went and got Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams was basically non-existent. Well, he didn't uh, play. I mean, he's coming off his ACL. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying he he, he did play. I, I believe he. No, 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 no. No, he didn't play. No, no, not James. You talking about the wide receiver from yeah. Alabama? No, no. Okay, no. okay, okay. Uh, and I know that for two reasons. One is I liked him coming out of Alabama. Right, absolutely. And two, I drafted him in my fantasy league. <laughs> okay. So I know I know he didn't play. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, you talked about a few of the other things. And when I looked at the Jaguars, they made a lot of changes that I saw were positive weapons whether it's a defensive weapon that they either signed or drafted or offensively, they hit a lot of the short up a lot of things, right? You got to put it all into, into play and gel together and play. But I, I see, I saw Jacksonville as potential bigger worry. Detroit lions, their offensive line last year, from from everything that I see, from a sack perspective, from and from the running and the running game and everything else, again I didn't watch them all the time, but they looked like an, an average offensive line. They didn't draft a single offensive lineman, nor did they sign a single offensive lineman at all. They had zero changes at off at, at five positions across the line. Okay. Uh, that's that's rare, right? Even from a backup perspective. Uh, filling somebody leaving whatever all five people all five starters are the same as last year okay uh and i look at i look at that i just just, as i was looking it just jumped out i didn't uh didn't mean anything good or bad but it's just a surprise you you almost never see that i got it but the way i looked at that is that's just called continuity and uh you know sometimes continuity goes a lot further than trying to bring in and try to build chemistry on, on, on the line yeah um and then there's two thoughts of, you know, Jacksonville with everything that they did in the offseason in the draft, you could say that was the uh, Washington Redskins way. Whereas you look at Detroit, they went the way of Pittsburgh Steelers and, and New England Patriots where, you know, you just kind of slowly just pick up guys that no one's talking about, yet they gel as a team. 
But, well, but, 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 but again, we don't know, right? Well, the funny thing you should say about the, you know, about the Washington way or the Pittsburgh way or whatever way, one thing that I think that they did through free agency that reminded me of Washington the last couple of years overall, they signed eight free agents from other teams last year. How many of the eight do you think were on one-year contracts? Oh, oh. It's uh, about sarcasm, Ken. Yeah. I'm going to assume all of them. All eight. Every single one of them was on a one-year contract. They did not sign a single player from another team on a multi-year contract, which is just, you normally have one or two, right? You sign a two-year, three-year contract. All of them were one-year contracts. And the cornerback, I believe, was a, a semi-big one-year contract, but everybody else was Million, right, million, but, but, two million or less. Right, but what Detroit right. did was they clean house, and they're trying to. They, they did exactly what Ron did. They clean house. You got some guys. See if any of those guys would turn into players you can resign. Right. They traded away any amount of talent that they had so they can get some extra draft picks. But, but at the end of the day, I still think Detroit is going to be a handful for us um, on Sunday, with or without the free agent signings. Right, right. And, and, and I'm not sure where you I – mean, we, we talk about it here in a minute – where you think that um, Detroit will be a challenge for us. And I'm not trying to say that we're going to walk over Detroit, okay? But defensively, they were 31st in points allowed last year. And they were 30th in sacks of putting pressure on people. Um, you know, they – their first two draft picks in Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Pascal were both ed- edge rushers from Michigan and Kentucky. So they saw the problem and decided to go through that on the draft in the first and second rounds to address that. Um, but again, they're still rookies. This is going to be their, their second game in the NFL. So um, we'll, I, I get we'll, it. We'll see how Washington I, I get it. Play. I get it. There's nothing there that's flashy that, uh, that makes you – stand back and go, wow, I'm concerned about these guys. But you and I both picked the Eagles, as an example, as probably the team that's favored to win our division. From from a on-paper talent and moves that they made, yes. Absolutely. But that's all we got to go on, right? When we we talked about the outlook for this season, we felt like we would be competing with, with those teams. And most people, us included, felt like the Eagles might be the favorite based on everything that they've done and the talent that they have. And however, who's ever um, uh, suiting up for Detroit, they took those Eagles, man. <laughs> they scored 35 points. Right. Ken. Uh, and and I, I don't care who's, what name is on the back of the jersey, sometimes guys with fifth and sixth round draft pick become stars. They become all pros. But they got to start somewhere. And maybe Detroit has some of those guys. And I'm not trying to put any of those guys in the Hall of Fame. But I just cannot ignore the fact that they didn't come out and lay an egg. They came out and they took it to Philly. Oh, and, def- and, definitely, and, and definitely. So, and so with that, it got my attention. My attention enough to the point that I'm paying attention and I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it. Well, uh, you, you're, not, you're not the only person worried about it because uh, Vegas is a little bit worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, su- surpri- to me, surprisingly, uh, Detroit is favored in this game. They are. First time in uh, 24, 24 games. games. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and the last time, hold on, and, and the last time they were favored, who was it against? I have no idea. Uh, Carolina. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it was before. It, it wasn't while Ron was there, but uh, it was Carolina. And the outcome of that game was they lost 20 to nothing. Detroit lost. Detroit lost last time that they were favored. So uh, well, let's let history repeat itself. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, like I said, Ve- Vegas doesn't know. They just try to set a line to get uh, even betting on both sides. But it doesn't surprise me because we played Jacksonville. Probably, you know, the national uh, story out there for us is, you know, we, we need to see it and prove it. And so, therefore, you know, our victory was against a team like Jacksonville. Sure. And, you know, we're going to uh, Detroit with Carson Wentz as our quarterback. And so they don't think that we're good enough to win. Right. But that's okay. Oh, I, it, it, that didn't bother me. I, I was surprised, but doesn't bother me at all. I I. I don't care. They uh, just didn't uh, see the win as being didn't move uh, the as needle. moving the needle. Yes, it did exactly not move the needle. Apparently for Vegas, yeah. that's all right. Vegas. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see what you got to say about it after Sunday. Yeah, but um, you know, for for Washington to pull off this win, um, obviously we need to do a lot of what we were successful with against Jacksonville. Um, obviously a good, different team, you have different personnel and you try to exploit different weaknesses defensively or offense, offensively. Um, you got any kind of key points or ideas that you think that Washington needs to address to make sure we come out with a W? I do. I'll give you one right here. Um, so again, as it, at the time of this recording um, on today, DeAndre Swift, said running back that you spoke so highly of. Yep. Uh, he did not practice. He's nursing an ankle injury. Now, granted, I know there's days between now and Sunday before he's ready to play, but it takes me to a point where the difference in this game, in my personal opinion, has nothing to do with Carson Wentz, but it has everything to do with our run defense. If we can control the line of scrimmage as a defensive front, allowing our linebackers to control the line of scrimmage and not allow DeAndre Swift or any running back they put back there to, to get off, make this a one-dimensional game and, and, and make, put the game in Jared Goff's hand right. and make Jared Goff be the one to take the team to victory. If we do that, we win the game. It, and it doesn't matter what Carson Wentz or any of our guys do, I think we win that game. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of the items that, actually, that I have down here also is D-line. Um, not only is is controlling the run, but also like we did last week, we had we had steady pressure on Trevor Lawrence. If we can have the same steady pressure on golf, he'll he'll make a mistake. Uh, he'll his passes will will sail, and defensively we'll we'll be in good shape. Well, I think any quarterback that uh, that gets a lot of pressure is is going to disrupt their game. Right. And, and it was good to see um, for us against Jacksonville that our front four certainly rushed as a unit. Right. It was good to see. I don't think I mentioned at any time during that game on Sunday that we were not rushing as a unit. We were getting outside of our lanes, um, uh, missing our gaps and that type of thing because right. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's a big old boy, but, man, he can, he can run. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, we wouldn't allow him to do that. In fact, we were flushing him out of pocket or forcing him to step up, and he was having to make some quick throws, and it disrupted the timing of our offense. So 
So again, to your point, get a little bit of pressure on golf, but more importantly to me is stopping their run. They're going to want to run the ball first, and if we can control that, then I think we win the game no problem at all. Yeah, I, I want to piggyback on something uh, that you just said. Even though I had defensive line on there, the next thing that I have on here, I, I will give credit for, for last week, and I think this goes again this week. The next item I have as a as a key point is our coordinators. Okay. Um, I, I thought that uh, Turner did a very good job of calling the game, especially in the first half. Uh, mixed it up, had put schemes together to get people open. Um, he had moved Samuel around. He uh, moved Gibson around. Used, I mean, all of a sudden Gibson is, he's not just catching it, little swing passes. He's going downfield and catching it. Right. Yeah, you know, we weren't doing just a, a simple re- reverse with Samuel. We were putting him in the backfield. A, a lot of different looks. A lot a, of creativity. A lot of creativity, even how they were running some of the, the, the patterns and you know, having receivers go a certain way and then another receiver filling in that spot as they pull uh, the cornerback or safety out. Um, did a very good job. As well, we didn't see really missed assignments last week. We saw the defensive line play, to your point, as a unit. Um, I love to they, see it, too, man. It was good. It's good to see. Yeah, they, they, they scored some points, and in the NFL, you're going to, but the, the defense didn't look like they were ever confused or just out-and-out out beat from a scheme perspective. And I know going into this season, everybody and their brother, including you and I, have been ready to fire Del Rio. You know, he, he's on the hot seat. And he got the team ready defensively. And so if the coordinators can put a scheme together, I'm feeling better about the personnel as a, as a whole unit uh, on offense and defense that the coordinators are, are putting them in a good position. Well, and speaking of that defensive line, you know, we lost um, uh, Mathis. F- Fidarian Mathis for the year with the torn um, meniscus. And so they went out and signed two interior defensive linemen and, I, you know, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Um, I know that a lot of us felt that Fedarian's Mathis is going to be a good player for us and he was going to be productive in his role this year. You know, and I think that was hopeful. But, you know, we thought d- drafting uh, uh, Josh Dotson out of TCU was going to be good for us as well, and it turned out that it wasn't. Not saying that Fedarian's Mathis is going to to not be that guy, but we were hopeful. And so there's a possibility that even if he had stayed healthy, he may not have been the guy. But what we do all agree is we need some depth on the defensive line, and whether that was Fedarian Mathis providing that this season or these two guys that they just signed, which, oh, by the way, neither one of them were on on a team. I think maybe one guy came from a practice squad or something. But we're getting guys off off the street, essentially, to come in and now be key contributors on our defensive line. So we can't afford to have Payne or John Allen go down. And when he went down late in that game, you know, I ain't going to lie, man, I had a knot in my stomach because I was like, I hope he get up, get up sure, sure. And, and, and he can play. Because you can't lose John Allen and Fidarius Mathis and then you worried about a guy from the practice squad or, yep. or yep. some guys you're signing off. So I'm hoping that – that uh, Wise and I forgot the other dude's name. Forgive me. 
if your parents are listening, I forgot your son's name. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Daniel Wise and those guys, hopefully they will be able to fill the gap um, in uh, for Darren Mathis' absence. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I agree. You know, we um, you don't want to have injuries at all, but early in the season like this, having season-ending injuries uh, definitely leaves a leaves a, a tough hole to fill. Absolutely. Oh, it does. It yeah. does. Uh, you got, got, got something yeah. else? Yeah, I was going to say, um, this is not really a, a key to the game, but I want to mention that um, there's hope that Cam Curl will play. And uh, by having Cam Curl on the field, it's certainly it's not going to be a negative. Right. And then if you have Cam play along with uh, Derek Forrest, uh, the week one star um, on the safety side of the ball, man, that's going to be even further um, boost for our defense because apparently between Forrest and uh, Cam Curl, they both can play in the box and they can also play uh, deep in the secondary. And so, man, you, you don't know which one is playing which. Uh, Jack Del Rio will be able to disguise that coverage. Right. And that will help out the defense and hopefully confuse the offensive team uh, for the Detroit Lions even further. You know, when you start getting, you know, a concern of ours was was the secondary uh, going into the season. I, I even mentioned about, uh, you know, we never, it seems like we never were interested in uh, Landon Collins. You know, we're, we're seeing here what, what Jack Del Rio and um, after week one, what Del Rio and Rivera saw. And, you know, there may be very solid reason why they why they didn't. Um, got to trust them. Yeah. Got to trust Got to trust them. And, 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 you know, as we have a third and, and, and fourth, whether it's a cornerback or a safety back there, in, in, the, in this NFL, it's, it's a throwing league compared to 20 years ago. Yep. So you need as many healthy, talented bodies back there as you can get. You do, you do. Yeah. But, uh, but I will say, though, one other key that I think um, to, this, to this game is going to be um, the protection of Carson Wentz. Okay. Um, you, you know, outline there some players that they drafted and, and those types of things. Everyone knows about uh, their their pick, their number one pick in the draft, uh, number two overall, Aiden Hutchinson. Right. And again, I hate going back to Hart Knox, man, but that kid, that kid is the real deal, and uh, he he could be a problem. He will be a problem in this league. I'm just hoping that uh, it's not. It doesn't start Sunday. A little tidbit for you, Ken. I know you like these types of things Uh-oh. here. You you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier there that we're playing with our team is playing the top two picks in the draft, which the tidbit is Charles Leno, left tackle, mm-hmm. will be playing the first two picks in this past year's draft. Oh, uh, yeah. Because week yeah. one with the Jaguars was Trayvon Walker, Walker. And then the number two pick in the draft is Hayden Hutchinson. Aiden, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Right. And so now Chase uh Charles Leno will play the, the number one and number two picks in the draft in, very, consecu- in consecutive weeks. Very good, very you like good. That? You like that? Uh, yeah, I will say uh, the the sack that Walker got was not on Charles Leno, though. He, he came off the other side, I think, off of uh, Cosmic. Cosmic, yeah. Um, but well, they moved they yeah, these guys absolutely, around. They absolutely. moved these guys around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but my, key, my key here is not, not to get distracted here is our offensive line needs to do exactly what they did last week and protect Wentz. If we can protect Wentz, and I think he is good enough to get the job done based on the skill positions and the weapons that we have on offense. So number one is going to be to control the run. I know this sounds like 
football um, right. <laughs> 101. Right. But in this case, I think it applies because Dan Campbell's that old school coach. So you either, we're going to have to stop the run and protect Carson. Those two things happen. We win this game and Vegas can go screw themselves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My, my last thing, and, and I look at you, you mentioning Carson Wentz. My, my last one is related to Carson Wentz. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Here we go. And, and if, if I look at last week's game, the reason why Jacksonville stayed in it was because of a couple turnovers by Carson Wentz. Okay. I, I keep it simple. I'm, I'm, I'm no up. turnovers. If we can eliminate turnovers in this game, I think we walk away. I think our offense will move the ball enough that Detroit will have trouble keeping up, and I think our defense is good enough to control uh, the Lions' offense. Again, not that they're not going to score, but if we're not turning the ball over and giving them short fields or – just Extra putting ourselves in, in in a bad position after you know we drive for a while and then I'll you know get down there and get nothing out of it that that you know in, in a tight game that can be an issue. Uh, I I think you know the the game wouldn't have been as close against Jacksonville if Carson didn't have those turnovers. Uh, we 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 were Curtis moving Samuel the ball, fumbled the ball. Okay, that as well. Yes, right. yes, so that was a turnover. Yes. Um, so if we can eliminate the turnovers this week, I I, I think we're in good position. Okay, so what's your? Uh, are you predicting a uh, W or a loss here, Ken? Well, here we go. <laughs> it's that time again, Reggie. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, what's your name? What's your number? We already know your name. Yes, All right, we already covered that. But uh, I'll let you go first this week. You gonna let me go first? Yes. Well, I, I need to think about this. Okay, okay. Well, you want to recap where your number was last week last, and, and, and where mine was? My, last week, my number was so high, I forgot it. It was a was it an eight or an eight and a half. I think it was an eight and a half. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it was an eight and a half. I felt pretty good about it. You did. I? You did. And, okay. and I was a little concerned, and I was at a, a six and a half, right? I was on the positive side, but I had concern, that's, right? That's like having a five, but I get you. You no, did No, no, six a, a number is a number, all right? <laughs> if it was a five, I would have said a five. <laughs> Right. Uh, oh, here we go. Because you said I want I want to recap for the people listening. Okay, okay. Set this up. Here. Let's see if this is accurate. Go ahead. Ken said earlier mm-hmm. that this game didn't worry him. I didn't go that far. I said it didn't worry me as much as Jacksonville. So you felt better about this game. I feel better about this game. So your number should reflect it. And oh. I don't. And I don't need a six oh, point. Five, I don't need a six point five one. You don't need a six point six. No. <laughs> So. I, already, I already had a number in place here. <laughs> All and, right. And, and, and you know, my numbers tend to be more moderate, right? I, I don't go real high and I don't go real low. But with that being said, I'm going with a 7.5 this week. Okay. 7.5. 7.5. Yeah. All right. I, you know, a, a, good bit of, uh, a good bit of confidence, yes. I don't say good bit. It's better. It's better than last week. Oh, it's not off the charts. It's not like, oh my gosh, look, he, yeah. he's got locked down. Yeah. You know, the, again, we're doing the hashtag prove it all season long. Well, I'm not saying all season. We're for the first few weeks. First, they got to prove it week, to you. Yeah, I got you. And I liked what I saw overall. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not, not, you know, not nitpicking, but overall, I saw, I liked what I saw from the players. I liked what I saw 
offensively, defensively. I like the scheme that the coordinators put forth on offense and defense. It was it was a good win. Okay. And if they can maintain that, I think we walk away at the end of the day with a win this week coming up. And so I'm giving it a 7.5 on confidence level. Okay. I will say I'm proud of you, man. That's uh, that's good. That's a good number. Thank you, Reggie. Um, man, this was a hard one because I'm I'm torn between that great feeling from last week versus Detroit Lions. Just I'm just concerned about them. Right. I, mean, right. I, I tried to do my best to explain why I'm concerned about them, but I am. But uh, basically, basically, because you watched Hard Knocks is what it sounded like to me. Well, it wasn't just Hard Knocks. Okay. It was Hard Knocks and apparently how well they played against Philly. Yeah, and Philly, yeah. Philly was not, regardless of what you think of Philly, Philly is supposed to be an improved team. Correct, correct. And the fact that I know it was week one, so I'm not trying to put yeah. Detroit in the Super Bowl or anything like that. Right, right. But, but you look at other games that happened on Sunday, teams that were supposed to look good look bad. And some teams that were supposed to look bad played a lot better, a lot of the Detroit Lions. So, so I didn't see enough to be able to say, okay, that was just kind of, you know, looking at the scoreboard and maybe they wasn't as good as they did. So I didn't see the game, so I'm going by the scoreboard and what happened. But So I'm going to meet somewhere in the middle, and ironically that puts my number right about where you were, Ken. So I'm going to go with a seven and a half as well. Oh, he's trying, trying to follow me. He's trying to follow me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I knew it. I knew it. The, the crowd knew it. The crowd was ready to erupt because – he was piggybacking on my seven and a half. Oh, I doubt that's what was happening. I think it was, man. I'm pretty I think sure was. I was not piggybacking. However, <laughs> you make my seven and a half look weak. I, I think, I think you know, like I said, we don't like to give scores, but I think both of us right now, if we were in Vegas, I don't think either one of us would have a problem putting putting some money on. Uh, but Vegas is out of their mind. I, 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 yeah, I don't think either one of us would have a problem putting the commanders and, and, oh taking, and I, taking the points. Man. Right? Tell Vegas, give me their money, because they they fools. But, as always, you got to prove it on the field, right? Man, we're getting this dub. We're getting this W, man. I'm telling you. I I feel good that we're going to get the W. You know, one thing we didn't cover, for those that are still listening, uh, sometimes they hear our numbers and they just kind of lose their mind and they might might sign off or whatever. (laughs) Don't do that, because I got one more thing here for you. Brian Brian Robertson was at practice and participating today. A little Uh, bit. uh, and, And when I say participating... No, he's not running plays. He was on the bike, uh, on the sidelines watching, and then he did the uh, what was it? The did, ladder did a few did some, drills. Did some ladder drills, uh, but he he he's out there moving and doing everything that we're hoping for him to be ready. I mean, he's got to be out the first four weeks. Barring any major injury, this kid's playing week five. But it looks like he's going to play week five if if things progress like they are. Yeah, they're they're yeah. taking it easy on him and letting him recover. They're not going to push, but. You know, if he's already doing these little drills. Everybody said it before. The yeah. fact that they put him on the IR was to not force him yep. to try to get back too early. So they put him on the IR and said, just go get healthy. You're going to sit out the first four games. Don't worry about trying to get back here in week two, three, four. Just go sit out four games, get healthy, be ready for week five. And based on everything that we're seeing now, this kid, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play week five. I, I, I agree. And like I said, just the fact that he's out there, you know, walking around doing everything uh do, doing little drills uh to test everything out is is fantastic i mean the kid has surgery and he's already riding the bike yeah and doing yeah. doing doing foot drills and to be stuff on the field one we're glad it was not a more serious 
uh, injury from from getting shot. But number two, also, man, it's good to be about 20, 21 years old and. See, I don't, I don't think his fast. age has nothing to do with it here. I just think he just got extremely lucky. It just, yeah. it just oh, absolutely lucky, absolutely. I don't, I don't this, disagree this, with that. This has everything to do. It just was not his time, man. They, they, yeah, the fact that he. But 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 at my at my age, I know I'm a, a couple years older than you, Reggie. Uh, even though we don't look it, but um, <laughs> but I I, stu- I stub my toe and I'm out for a week, week and a half. I, I understand, right? I understand. So, but the fact that he's able to be as mobile as as he is two weeks removed from surgery, it sounds as if the surgery. I'm just speculating here, right? I didn't I didn't stay at the Holiday Inn, you know, last night, but I'm just speculating here that I think his his injury is more or less just closing up the bullet hole. Yep, yep. And they stitched him up, and it's just a matter of stitches healing at this point. Yeah. Because they said it didn't hit any major joints, yep. bones, ligaments, Vessel, or anything. Yeah. yeah, it just, yeah. So it's like it's almost like it was a through and through, and he's just letting his holes heal up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but it's good news for Washington. It's good news. Good news for, for him, him his family, for, for us, everybody Absolutely. all around. So, barring any setback, man, yeah, I think this kid's playing week five, and I've, I don't even know who we're playing, but they better be ready because it is going to be crazy when B. Rob gets back out there. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. Just keep keep uh, keep moving, keep growing uh, for offensively, and, and just have him add to the be another tool, another weapon for for Washington, yep. right? So that's it, man. So until next time, folks, we'll talk to you on another Victory Monday. I'm predicting it oh, right man, now. Let's get that. So until next time, peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out.